God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. I've been wanting to say that for so long, especially since our uh, self-quarantine lockdown that we started 45 days ago. But it feels like months and months. Today, God's message, the title is, In This I Rejoice. The text is from Philippians chapter 1, verse 12 through 21. Let me just come out and say it. It has been crazy, crazy month and a half. All I hear and see are news after news, filled with uncertainties, fear, and chaos. All the bickerings and all the disputing doesn't help either. Uncomfortable? Definitely. Different? In so many ways. Routines of life? There is none. Can't go anywhere? Sort of. I still take my walks every day and go to Safeway. Feel like there are so many things I can't do and I shouldn't do. Worried, anxious and restless. That is what people must have thought Paul must be going through because he was in Rome. He was in prison in Caesarea near Jerusalem for two years. On the way to Rome to be tried before Caesar, his ship was wrecked. He was stranded on an island called Malta. On that island, he was bitten by a viper. Then now in Rome, he is in prison, chained 24-7 to a soldier, waiting for the verdict. No longer free to do what he loves to the most. Proclaim Christ and preach the gospel. Yet, he was joyful. He was thankful. Instead, this was what Paul was feeling. Even in midst of the, his circumstances, in midst of his opponents, though there were many, even in midst of uncertainties, even in face of death, a real possibility. This Paul writes to church in Philippi to have joy in midst of all things. Someone said, the measure of a person's spiritual character, the measure of their spiritual strength, the measure of their spiritual maturity is what it takes to steal their joy. Often there are things in life that steals our joy. Pain surely does. People, some crazy people and people around us and pressures, many and problems. These are things that often steals and takes away our joy and our happiness. In other words, wherever you, your joy breaks down, that's the point of your spiritual weakness. From prison to his beloved believers in Philippi, who were concerned for him and his condition, Apostle Paul writes a letter assuring them that he is well. And instead, he encouraged them 
to have joy. I want to look at today's text, Philippians chapter 1, verse 12 through 21, which is a portion of his letter to Philippi. First of all, Apostle Paul says he has joy in spite of chains. In verse 12 of Philippians 1, Now I want you to know, brethren, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. And he says here, his, his circumstances, his, his circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. His circumstances? Look at the next verse. So that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole Praetorian God and to everyone else. His circumstance was that he was in prison, house arrest, tied to a soldier 24-7, every four hours, the God will come, that he will be uh, a champion so that he cannot run away, cannot escape. And that, that his imprisonment was well known through the whole Praetorian God. Praetorian gods are the royal gods that uh, protect and support the Caesar's palace. Every four hours. I don't know if you thought about that. If every four hours new soldier comes to, to whom the pole is chained to, tied to, that means in probably two, two years, for over 4,300 soldiers. Who do you think was chained? What do you think Paul did? You see, whole of Paul's ministry, like he was wanting to go to Rome, the great city, the the capital city of the empire, Roman Empire, to preach the gospel, maybe to have a revival, preaching, gospel preaching, meetings at the Colosseum. But now he is in prison in Rome, not free to preach as you want. But he's tied to the Roman soldier. But who do you think was tied actually? True Paul had captive audience in their soldiers. And he shared the gospel. So the whole Praetorian gods heard about him, know well about him, that he was in prison for Christ's sake. And then through them, everyone else heard of was who was in the prison, the Paul, and why he was in it. To the point at the end of this letter, Philippians 4, Paul greets everybody, the uh, Christians in Philippi saying, I greet you and all the uh, household of Caesar. Even Caesar's household heard of Christ through this thing. And then it says, verse 14, And that most of the brethren, trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment, have far more courage to speak the word of God. Without fear, not only unbelievers, not only uh, those who do not know Christ heard the gospel, the gospel's advanced through Paul's imprisonment, but also the Christians, most of the brethren, not because they heard about Paul's imprisonment and how he was being faithful, how God was watching over him, he, they had more confidence in the Lord. And they now had more courage, and without fear they were speaking the word of God. The Christians were encouraged and non-believers heard the gospel of Christ. You see, first truth 
to live a life with joy, look at the problems with God's perspective. Paul thought he thought that he would go to Rome to preach the gospel as a freeman. But God's plan was that he would go as a prisoner. So that he would have access to people he would not would he would not have any access to in any other way. At this point, I want you to think about, uh, let's stop and apply to our lives. Think about a problem you are facing right now. Think about it right now. Let's take a moment to pray. God, help us to see the problem from your perspective. And God, help us, help me to see this problem with the eyes of faith. Amen. When, when we are faced with various circumstances, first of all, look with the perspective of God into our problems. Joy. Apostle Paul had joy in spite of change, his circumstances. And he had joy as long as gospel advances. Didn't matter what where he was in, as long as gospel advances, he had joy. Secondly, he had joy in spite of detractors. Detractors are those who want to tear someone down. Detractors are those who belittle the devalues reputation of someone. And Paul has some. Look at this verse. Next verse. Some to be sure are preaching Christ. Even from envy and strife, but some also from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than from pure motive, thinking to cause me distress in my imprisonment. There were people in Rome who heard about Paul. As in Paul's imprisonment. And there were those who uh, were envious of him. There were who were uh, troublemakers. Look at this version. Chapter 1710 of Philippians. And a contemporary English version. But the ones who are jealous of us are not sincere. They just want to cause troubles for me. While I am in jail. There were people there. And there were at least probably four kinds of people I see in this passage. There were critics. They were out there. They were all out there to criticize all the things he is doing, why he was there. There were also comrades. Those people who know who, who he was, what, why he was there, who had a good will toward him. There are competitors who thought Paul was competition. They are competing with him, even though he's in prison. There were also troublemakers who are trying to cause Problem usually often through gossips and things like that. Now, how do you have joy in this of people around us who try to harm us, who are being butts, who are being difficult to us? To live a life with joy. Secondly, never let others control my attitude. Don't let others control my attitude. You see, people can do all kinds of things to me. But what they can do to me, I cannot control. But 
how I respond upon to those things I can control. See, this is what Apostle Paul says, next verse, verse 18. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in this I rejoice. In another version it says, but that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine. The message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice. Paul said, the people who are criticizing, those who are making troubles, who are thought they were envious with selfish ambitions, they were trying to hurt him. It doesn't matter. Because in this I rejoice. In what is in this? In this I rejoice in the sense that the gospel is preached. Christ is being preached. Whether in good motive or not, Christ is being preached. In this I rejoice. Let me ask you. As Paul says, in this I rejoice. Where is your joy? In what do you find joy? What do you find joy in? Apostle Paul said, I have joy in spite of detractors as long as Christ is proclaimed. This is his supreme joy and desire. Desire. Thirdly, Apostle Paul says he has joy in spite of death. Look at the next verse. Philippians 1, 18, second portion. Yes, and I will rejoice. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my earnest expectation and hope, that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness, Christ will even now as always be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. How amazing, isn't it? How amazing is it, this statement that Apostle Paul made, makes through the church in Philippi. He says, he will rejoice. You see, when, when we are in the midst of difficult situations, when even in the midst of people issues and people who are aggravating and making things difficult and all those, you, we, you can worship or worry. More worship we do, less things we will worry about. Or you can pray or panic. You can pray or panic. Is your choice. Apostle Paul said, Yes, and I will continue on rejoicing in the Lord. In, in this short passage, I see at least four sources of strength for Paul. First of all, he says, I know, for I know he had God's perspective. He knew God will work all God will work work all things together for good. To those who love him or called by his name. For he knows that God is good. Second, he also had, his strength came from prayers. Especially prayers of God's people praying for him. And also the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit lives within us. He is providing all the 
provisions, helps I need. Not only that, he had faith and hope. According to my earnest expectation and hope. You see, there is God's word, prayer, Holy Spirit, and our faith in the Lord. All these were his strength, source of his strength. You see, thirdly, so the third truth is this, to live a life with joy. Always, always trust God to work God, work things out. Always trust God to work things out. Rather than we running around, rather than we trying to figure it out on our own, we learn to trust in God to work things out in our lives. And there's also a possible and joy in spite of death. You see, he said, joy, Apostle Paul said he had joy in spite of death. As long as Christ is glorified in the face of uncertainties, in the faith of even possible death. So what he says, as, as long as Christ is glorified, look at the next verse. Apostle Paul says in amazing verse, chapter 1, verse 21, For to me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. This was Apostle Paul's mission statement. This is his life purpose statement. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Look at a couple other versions. For to me, living means living for Christ. And dying is even better. The Good News Translation says, For what is life? To me it is Christ. Death then will bring more. How amazing a statement is it? This is what Apostle Paul was about. He was happy when gospel is advanced. He was happy when Christ is proclaimed. He is, uh, he is joyful. He's joyful when Christ, because Christ is exalted and glorified in his life. You see, four truth is this. To live a life with joy, stay focused on my purpose rather than my problems. Apostle Paul surely did this. Rather than focusing on the problems around, he focused his heart and mind on his purpose. He was called for God's word, God's gospel truth. Remember what Jesus says in Matthew 6.33. Seek First, his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things we are concerned about will be added unto us. Stay focused on my purpose and my problem, rather than my problem. Think about this. I want you to fill in this blank. Apostle Paul says, for to me to live is Christ. What would you fill this blank with? For to me to live is blank. And to die is yeah, What would you feel in it? For me to live is having more fun. And to die means you lose everything. For to me to live is having many, many amazing clothes. To die means it's useless to me. For to me to live is making money, being wealthy. And by when I die, this means nothing to me. It will not. What can fill that place? Other than God who saved me, God who delivered me, God who watches over me, God who walks through this life with me. 
What else can fit in that? See, our joy is in our main perspective. That's where we find our joy. What am I? What am, what am I rejoicing in? You see, I want you to remember to live our life with joy. We first make sure we look at our problems with God's perspective. Secondly, we do not let others control our attitudes. Third, always trusting God to work out things. Fourthly, staying focused on, staying focused on my purpose in life, and not on my problems. Apostle Paul says, "In this I rejoice, even in my circumstances, in my change." The gospel advances, gospel progresses. Therefore, I rejoice. In midst of all the people troublemakers, he says, "I rejoice because Christ is proclaimed." In midst of facing facing death and uncertainty, he says, "I rejoice because Christ will be magnified, glorified in my life." In what do you? Find joy in. I want to speak to you, whole family. We are in midst of difficult days, aren't we? We do not know what our future look like. We don't know where everything will go. But we do know our God who is good to us. We do know that He is working in our lives. As Apostle Paul said. Walk in joy," he said. "In in this I rejoice. I want to encourage you these days to walk by faith. Walk in joy. Let us pray. God, we come to you today. We give you thanks for your glory and grace. How you loved us so much through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We come today, God, in midst of this difficult season we are living in. Father, we want to live as people of God. We want to give you glory. We want to live in joy. Help us, O oh God, to have your perspective. See all things through you. Your plans, which is bigger and and better than ours. God who watches over us. Help us to have, Father God, right heart. Help us not allow. Help us so that we will not allow others to control our feelings and attitudes. But we will trust in you, God, Father. We ask today also you will guide us so that we will stay focused on our calling, our purpose in life, rather than and the problems we see in our lives. But help us always trust in you to work out your salvation in us. We love you, God. Strengthen us, God. Help us to rejoice always. Help us to love you. As we love others, help us to serve you by serving others in this season, God, and that our lives will be a declaration of your goodness and mercy to all the people, to strengthen hope, family, strengthen your people, God, with hope and joy that comes from you. We love you, God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.